You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 110. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today I have a bunch of my friends together. In fact, we decided to bring Team Biceps After Babies on for another podcast episode. So if you are a familiar listener with Biceps After Babies, maybe you remember that back in episode number 83, I brought the team on, the team at the time, and kind of gave you a behind the scenes of our team. Uh, Since then, we have added some new team members, we've added some coaches, and so I thought it would be fun. Actually, my team thought it would be fun to have them come on and to interview me. So a lot of times on the podcast, I interview other people and ask them questions, and they thought it would be fun to twist it around and have them come on and interview me. So I said, heck yes, let's do it. That sounds like a lot of fun. And so here we are. So before we dive into the team asking me questions, uh, just fun questions, this is going to be a fun, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, I just wanted to let each of them introduce themselves. So we have in Team Biceps After Babies, we have the core team and these are, this is the team um, that works together all year long and is kind of doing the behind the scenes for everything that you see with biceps after babies. First of all, I don't do what I do alone. I could not do what I do without a team. And so these ladies are, um, they're behind the scenes and they're running a lot of the stuff to allow me to do the things that I'm really good at and the things that I really like to do. And then also we have a bunch of coaches. So inside of our um, signature program, Macros 101, we currently have six coaches in that program. And so we thought it'd be fun to include those coaches as well and asking me some questions. So later on, you'll hear the coaches' questions and um, we'll bring them in because they're a really important part of Team Biceps After Babies as well. So starting out, let's have Carly introduce herself. Hey, my name is Carly. I live in South Dakota, which is not California at all. And that's probably my favorite part about this job is that I get to do it from home many, many miles away from Amber, um, which is important to me because I have two kids. Well, two and a half kids. Got one in the oven right now. And um, I have a degree in food science from Brigham Young University, and I don't do anything with that with Amber. I work primarily um, with Amber as her like project manager. She says, this is what I want done. And I say, great, here's how we're going to do it. So um, there you go. That's me. Yes. Awesome. So Carly is my right-hand woman. So I say, I want to do this. And Carly says, noted, we'll make it happen (laughs) and figures out how to make it happen. So she's a really important part of the team. Okay. Next up is Amber. All right. My name is Amber as well. So don't be confused with the OG Amber, but I am uh, the podcast and social media manager. I like Carly have three kids and I'm able to work from home. I live in San Antonio, Texas. 
Um, I've met Amber in person a few times, which is super fun, but most of the time we're remote. And I started, I found Amber like four or five years ago when she was starting her macro journey. So it's been fun to follow along and now eventually work for her. So that is what I do in the business is make sure that these podcasts get out to you and that there is social media content as well. And I love what I do. Awesome. Cool. And then some of our newer team members, um, they weren't on podcast episode 83, but they've joined the team since then. Uh, first up, let's start with Melissa. Hi, I'm Melissa and I have two responsibilities. I'm coach Melissa and I am also the client experience manager. So I help make sure that all of the clients are experiencing what we want them to and what they're expecting when they join the programs. Um, I started out as a client, so I've walked the path that the clients are walking. And through the changes that I got in the program, um, I was kind of able to grow with Amber and kind of evolve into the position that I have right now on the team. And I love what I do. It's very fun. Oh, and I also live in Utah and I have three kids. Yeah. And what's really fun, I was just realizing that every single Team Biceps After Babies member, other than Carly, has been a client. So all of our coaches, all everyone else on the team started out as clients of mine and then have progressed into to working on the team. So that's pretty cool. You guys have all experienced your own transformation in terms of your fitness journey. And then we were able to bring you onto the team. So, all right. And then last but not least, Lene. Hi, I'm Lene. Um, and like Melissa, I have two roles. I am a coach and as well as I'm the operations manager. So that means I get to do all of the back end stuff. The not uh, fun stuff. I love it. <laughs> I love the number crunching. Um, just the, all of the little nitty gritty back end things um, that, yeah, most people don't like, I get to do. And I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. So she does all of the things that we have to do when we run a business that are like not fun, that I don't enjoy taxes and payroll and HR and all of those things. I say, I don't want to do it. Lene, here, <laughs> you run with it. And she does a great job. So that is the core team. That's the core biceps after babies team. And then of course we have um, coach Melissa and coach Lene are two of our coaches inside of macros one-on-one and our other coaches, which you'll meet in a little bit. Um, we have coach Cassie, we have coach Anne, we have coach Andy, and we have coach Julia. And they are all um, integral parts of us being able to serve the women that we serve inside of macros one-on-one. So Amber, do you want to kick us off? Hit me with some, hit me with some questions. I do. The way we're going to do this is kind of rotate through our team. And each of us came up with whatever questions we wanted to ask Amber. We didn't give her the questions ahead of time. So she's got to be quick on her feet. We'll see what she gives us. But we're going to start out with um, Melissa. All right. My first question. If you could have any superpower besides coaching, because that's already your superpower, what superpower would you pick and why? Okay. Uh, that's a good question. I, I think what I write, and maybe this is just cause it's like right where we are right in our lives right now. Many of you know, if you follow me on Instagram over at biceps after babies, you know that we're kind of in the middle, kind of we're smack dab in the middle of like a home remodel. <laughs> and so my 
uh, inability to design things out is being like shoved in my face. <laughs> like you're really good at a lot of things. You are not very good at this. <laughs> so, and it, I think it would really make my husband happy because he like he loves nothing more than like a well designed home, like an aesthetic design. Well, that is not my superpower. So. I think if I could pick any superpower right now, it would be the ability to like design out a room and like make it look really pretty and know what to put the counters with what flooring and because I am, that's not my superpower right now. And it's being very evident as my husband's like, which one should we choose? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Put them behind your back. <laughs> like I, I have no design sense in that way. So that's my answer. Awesome. Let's go to Carly. Okay. We already know you're super strong, but I don't actually know your PRs for like the three main lifts, your squat, your deadlift and your bench press. Okay, cool. So, um, my, I'm probably most proud of my deadlift. So my deadlift, I hit a 303 deadlift. Um, and I had a goal forever to hit a 300 pound deadlift. And so I hit 303 at a meet. And that was, that was probably like one of the highlights of, of my time powerlifting. Um, uh, my bench press, I'm also pretty proud of. I actually had to look this up. Um, I I have an app called Strong that I've like recorded all of my workouts for like the last five years. So it's really cool because I can go back and actually see, um, you know, what was the heaviest lift I've done. And so for bench press, uh, it was a 155 pound bench press, which I'm also super proud of as a female weighing about 135 pounds. Um, first of all, just bench pressing your weight is like pretty impressive. And so I'm I'm pretty damn proud of like the ability to be able to bench 20 pounds over my, my body weight. And then my squat and my squat is probably my weakest of all of my lifts. Um, I have a pretty high deadlift for my weight. I have a pretty high bench press. I do not have a very impressive squat. Uh, my squat is 232. I hit 232 in a, in a lifting meet. And, um, that's good. Uh, but if you talk to a lot of people who lift, it's not, it's not that great. <laughs> so my squat's probably my weakest lift. Um, but those are my, those are my PRs. And I, and I am proud. I'm proud of all, all of those because squats for me are hard. And I think it's really important for us to be comparing ourselves to what is our best and what is hard for us. So squats are hard for me. And I'm pretty dang proud that I hit 232 in a, in a meet. That's awesome. I think we can all agree that she is a powerhouse. All right, my turn. What is something that scares you? Oh, I mean, I, I, do, I try not to live my life in fear. So I, I really like try to consciously make sure that I'm not making decisions based off of fear. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing that scares me is having, and this is maybe just like a classic mom <laughs> slash wife, like losing my child or losing my husband. I think those are the two big things. Um, many of you know that we almost lost one of our kids. One of our, um, my, one of my sons almost drowned when he was two years old. And so I think that's a, like, it was really like thrust in my, in my worldview that that was a possibility. And so I think that's one of the things that, that scares me the most is having a child die or, or having a husband die and be left, um, you know, a widow with four children. Um, I think that's probably the thing that scares me the most. For sure. Okay, Lene, you're next. Okay. You could vacation with your family anywhere in the whole wide world. Where would you go? So we're, we're not big travelers. <laughs> My husband and I, like, 
we're starting to get into it a little bit more, but for years I was just like, ah, traveling's such a pain in the butt. Like you kind of, I don't know. There just seems it's not for me. Like the payoff has never been that great. I'm starting to get a little bit more into it, but I still, we're not very exotic travelers. So for a long time, I would have said Hawaii because we had never been to Hawaii. We actually just went to Hawaii this past um, February. And that was really, really fun for our 15th wedding anniversary. Um, so now we've checked that off the list. We, definitely want to go back. So I think, you know, I'm super boring. I think just going to Hawaii is great. Like I don't necessarily need to go anywhere, anywhere crazy. I guess if I was going to pick someplace a little bit more exotic going, I think it would be neat to go to Africa. Um, but it seems like a very far away and I don't know that I'll actually ever prioritize that. So that's my final answer. <laughs> my final answer is I'm boring. That's my final answer. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, let's go around again. So, Melissa. And Amber, I'm right there with you. I'm not a big traveler either. So, we'll be boring together. <laughs> Sweet. Um, okay, so the next question I have is, um, what is the one thing that you're currently struggling with right now? And, like, for a lot of your followers, I know they appreciate the fact that you're super real and you're open and you you know, disclose all the nitty gritty and it's not always just like your wins. So I think it'd be nice to know, like you're also struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, always, <laughs> there's always, I think that's one of the things that I love best about, um, continuing to up level and continuing to like set new goals and bigger goals is that it constantly is challenging you with the areas of your life, you don't have it together. And to me, you know, it's almost exciting when I see something that's not going great because to me that like represents an area of growth for me. So I would say the thing that I has been currently on my mind a lot recently is, um, is the business and figuring out what, what I want in terms of the business. Um, you know, we've done amazing work. We've been able to serve lots of clients. We've been able to grow the team and grow the business. And, uh, I, I never want that growth to be just for growth's sake. I want it to be in, deliberate and intentional. And so, you know, I've had some conversations, especially with Carly lately about how much I'm doing and uh, the time that I'm, that I'm spending and where my time is best spent. Um, and I'm at a point where I'm a little tired, like not, you know, I, like I am a little tired this morning. Just to give you an example, like I've spent a couple hours on coaching calls. I actually had three coaching calls this morning. Um, in addition to like wrapping up some social media stuff, I'm doing this interview um, and I still have a bunch of work waiting for me afterwards. And so uh, it's, it's a lot and I want to make sure that I'm being intentional with that and that I'm prioritizing the things that are actually important. So that's hard for me because I'm, set, I'm an Enneagram 3 I'm so achievement oriented where it's always like set a goal like, and it needs to be a bigger goal every single time. And we need to keep growing. And, um, that is in my like DNA to continue to do that. And I've had to step back and say, you know, what is it really that I want? Like what, what's better there than here? Why, why do I want something? And what's the driving force behind that? And is that really, is, is that really what it takes to be able to get that? And, you know, that's a heart that's for me, that's a challenge. It's a challenge because I love what I do. Um, but I always want to make sure that it's in line with what my priorities are. And so I've been asking myself a lot of questions and most, the biggest question is what do I want? 
Uh, and sometimes that's a hard, a hard question. Like that can sometimes be the hardest question to ask yourself. Like, what do I really want? And something my business mentor said to me at the, the beginning of the year really has stuck with me. Um, and he basically said, you know, don't grow your business just because you think you should or because that's what is expected. Um, but make sure that as you're doing it, that it's actually aligning with your values and it's actually aligning with what you want. And so I've thought about that a lot and making sure that we're being very intentional with how we're growing and how we're serving. And, you know, you get into a space and on Instagram and with clients and people want a lot from you, right? People, they want me to do things. They want me to put out content. They want me to put out certain podcasts. They want me to, you know, coach in a certain way. And they want, they, you know, people start to expect things from you. And um, I just always want to make sure, you know, there's things that people expect from me and there's things that I want to offer. And I kind of think of those as two overlapping circles and in the middle between what people want and what I want to offer is where I'm best served staying. And so I really try to stay in that, that place of, you know, yes, what people want from me, but more importantly, what I want to give into that process. So anyway, that just for me has meant main, that has meant creating boundaries, um, and getting clarity on where we want to go, uh, with the future of the business. Um, but it's not always like rainbows and butterflies. Um, and anybody who has grown a business knows that, that there's a lot of, um, behind the scenes stuff that, you know, it can look like, yeah, you know, it's really cool to like own your own business and have a team and like grow and make money and things like that. But there's a lot of, of work that goes along on behind the scenes and just making sure that that is always intentional. So that was a really long answer, but that's, that's currently where I'm at and something that is, has been on my mind recently. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay. Carly. Okay. So I've got, it's two questions, but we're going to lump them together. They're both fitness related again. And I guess I want to preface this by saying, I think fitness is something I've been asking questions about just because I know myself and Melissa and Lene, I can't remember Lene or Amber, if Amber got you into lifting and getting stronger as well. Um, but I know that that has been a huge life change or focus change for all of us that you introduced us to. So thank you for that. Um, but going off of that, um, I know we talked about your PRs, but maybe apart from those, what fitness achievement are you most proud of? Yeah. So I think, you know, my big, my deadlift was definitely a big moment. So that 303 deadlift, just because that was, it was such a milestone goal that I worked towards for, for a really long time. Uh, and being able to hit that and hit it in a competition, like that just was, that was a, a really awesome moment. Um, but other than that, uh, something that maybe is a little bit more recent, um, I would say, hitting, like being able to get muscle ups, um, at CrossFit. So muscle ups have taken a lot of work, have taken a lot of practice and a lot of training and, you know, muscle ups are a little bit about strength, but they're a lot about timing and, and about coordination. And, um, I worked for, I mean, I've been at CrossFit now over two years, uh, working towards getting in a muscle up. And so I just recently got that over quarantine. And that was, that was a pretty big feeling of achievement of something that I like had set a goal, worked for a really long time and actually ended up achieving. Yeah, that's really cool. I, um, achieving a muscle up is a very long way down the road for me. <laughs> I can't even do a pull up yet. Working on it. Yeah. Well, not right now because <laughs> <pregnant, but laughs> so it's basically weighted pull-ups when you're, yeah, pregnant. that's right. It <laughs> just keeps growing. Um, oh, that's okay. another achievement. Wait, can I add another one? 
Yes. Yeah. Am I am I allowed to? I'll allow it. <laughs> You'll allow it. Um, I hitting a fifty. I think it was a fifty-five. It was either fifty or fifty-five pound weighted pull-up. That was actually a really oh, big wow. achievement. Yeah. I think it, I did a 55 uh, one time. Um, and that was actually, I worked on weighted pull-ups for a long time uh, with, my tr- with my powerlifting training. Um, because weighted pull-ups, by the way, for anybody listening, are a great way to train your grip. So a lot of people struggle with grip strength in terms of like their deadlift and they can't get their deadlift up because their grip, grip strength sucks. Um, one of the best ways to train your, your grip is by doing weighted pull-ups. Um, and so anyway, we incorporated those to improve my grip strength. And that was just fun to kind of run a progression on that and see how, how heavy of a pull-up I could do. And I did a, a 55 pound. So in addition to my body weight, a 55 pound uh, pull-up. So I'm, proud, I'm pretty proud of that. Good golly. That's having a small child hanging off of you. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but then going along with that, so if you were to go and program your ideal workout, like first Saturday, I don't know if you're at the CrossFit gym or you and TJ are hanging out in the backyard in your gym doing whatever you want. What would your ideal workout be? Like fun level. Like you're like, these are the moves I really love doing. So if I was going to pick out some of the moves that I really like doing in CrossFit um, and put together like a wad with those movements, I really like wall balls uh, and I really like box jump overs. Um, I'm really good at those. I'm really fast at those. Uh, so those are two of my, my movements that I like. I really like power cleans. And so putting in some like heavier power cleans in there would be really fun. Um, and then I think the last movement that I it's not really fun and I'm not really good at it, but I want to be good at it is the snatch. So TJ and I have been working in the backyard, uh, practicing our snatch snatch technique and, um, not very good at them. They're really hard. They're really technical. You got to have the bar path. Like there's just so many things that have to flow in sequence in sequential sequential in sequence. Um, and, but but they're fun to like to practice and get better at because I can see that the time and the effort and the practice actually makes a difference. So I would think those, that would be some sort of sort of sort of compilation of those. And maybe we throw in some muscle ups just cause I'm like really proud that I can do them now. There you go. That doesn't awesome. sound like <laughs> <laughs> I love how she's like, I mean, I could do 55 pound pull up and I'm over here. Like I want to do one pull up, like, and you're just adding. That's what makes it like awesome is because, you know, things are awesome when not everybody can do them. (laughs) Right. Like that's true. That's what makes them exciting. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, this kind of, this question kind of goes into that. Um, How long do you think you'll keep doing CrossFit for? That's a good question. Um, If you don't know my history, I taught group fitness for eight years, I did bodybuilding, not any competitions, but just, you know, focusing on building muscle and bulking, um, for maybe a year. Uh, I did powerlifting for two or three years and now I've been doing CrossFit for two years. So I've kind of jumped around and done a lot of different styles of training. Uh, and I, I kind of just do it until I'm done (laughs) until like, I know that I'm done. And for each, each phase, it's been for different reasons, uh, why I've, I've transitioned away from, from that style of training. And if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about that story, you can go to episode number 23, where I talk about CrossFit versus bodybuilding versus powerlifting and kind of my transition through, through all of them and kind of the benefits and drawbacks of each style of training. So anyway, that's kind of my history. And I have jumped a lot from, from training style to training style. But at the end, it was just like, 
you know, I just kind of knew I was done and ready to transition. And so I never had a plan for when that was going to happen in the past. And I don't really have a plan this time around. I just kind of going to keep doing it. Uh, to me, as long as there are things that I'm progressing towards or things that I like, I can't do yet. That for me is really motivating. So, um, there's still things I can't do. I can't do a ring muscle up. Haven't been able to do that yet. Can't do strict handstand pushups. Um, I still want to improve my handstand walk. So there still are things that I can't do in CrossFit. So for me, that keeps it exciting. It keeps me progressing towards something. You know, once I'm able to do all those things, I don't know. I, um, one thing that I have thought about moving on to is doing more like strict Olympic lifting. So that would be like the snatch and, um, you know, clean and jerk and, and things like that. Uh, we do a little bit of that CrossFit, but we don't really focus in on it. So that may be something that I would enjoy doing next, but I don't really have a plan right now. I'm just, I'm enjoying it. Keep doing it. I like the community. I like, um, the movements that we do and it, it, it still is pushing me. And so I'll stick with it as long as I'm enjoying it and it's pushing me. All right. So stay tuned and we'll, we'll find out (laughs) one day. Yeah. There'll be a podcast episode about it. I'm sure there'll be a podcast episode about it. (laughs) Keep listening. All right. Lene. Okay. So I had to laugh because Carly said she had a theme to her questions because fitness is what got, you know, what you got us excited about. And I am looking at my questions and I'm realizing I obviously have a theme because I must be done with this quarantine and needing a break because my next question for you is if you had a day with no kids and no work and no responsibility, what would you fill it with? Um, so as an extrovert, I would want to do it with somebody. Um, so, you know, going out to lunch with friends, uh, that's going to fill my bucket a whole lot more than like, you know, time spent reading a book for me. Um, and so I would definitely fill it with like hanging out with different friends and, you know, I would probably go get my nails done because that's something that I enjoy doing and it's fun to like do with friends. Um, I'd probably go get a massage. That's another one of my favorite things is getting massages, um, going out to lunch with my friends. Uh, there would definitely be a workout in there like with my friends, <laughs> again, you sense the theme, <laughs> my extrovertedness is showing. Um, but I would want to like work out with my friends. That's, I mean, I just, that's so fun. Like, that's just a fun thing to include in, in, in your day. So there definitely would be a workout in there. Um, and then, you know, I don't really love shopping. <laughs> that's not, it's probably goes with like the design aspect. I never really thought about that putting things together and making them look good is not my forte, but it is some of my friends' fortes. So I would enlist their help in helping me to shop and uh, maybe decorate my house and decorate my body (laughs) so that I could have clothes that actually like, I don't know, look good on me. It's definitely not where I put my priorities. So final answer. And then we would go out to dinner with some more friends. So basically it would just be around like surrounding myself with people that I enjoy hanging out with. To me, who I'm hanging out with is way more important than what we're doing. All right. So if you ever wondering what Amber's doing, she's probably with friends. Yeah. Doing something. Except that I'm not like, let's be real. I'm not, wants to be. not really yeah. right now, but I really wish I was more frequently. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm right there with you, Lene. I'm like very ready to have restrictions lifted. Well, that's because okay. both you live in California. So. Yeah, both of us are never getting out of these restrictions. <laughs> Luckily, I live in Orange County, which is a little bit more uh, Republican, say we, and then uh, LA, and so, and has had less of a COVID spike. 
Well, eventually y'all will be with friends somewhere. So hopefully sooner than later. Um, let's go around one more time. We'll each have one last question. So let's go with you, Melissa. Okay. Where has been your favorite place to live? So if you're, if you're new uh, to me, you may not know that we have lived all over the United States um, for my husband's training. We got married in Utah. We lived in Pennsylvania for four years in central Pennsylvania in Hershey. We lived in uh, Orange County in California for four years, two different cities in Orange County. And then we moved out to North Carolina. So we're coast hoppers. We just hop coast to coast. <laughs> we moved to North Carolina. We spent uh, three years out there in the Dur- Durham, Raleigh, Chapel Hill area. And now we are back in Southern California. So we've, we've lived quite a few places during our, um, during our time, uh, you know, married. Uh, and then I grew up in Seattle. So I've lived in, in Washington as well. But um, I think one of the things, and, and I think this is one of the reasons that it's worked for us to move so many places, is that uh, I just find the good in wherever we're at. Um, so we, you know, you move enough times, you just realize that there's always good things about where you're moving. Um, and there's always good things that you can find. And so, you know, that's always was my mindset as we moved and we're in lots of different houses and lots of different new, you know, friend groups. And it was just, what is, what is great about this place? Um, we, we loved Pennsylvania. We loved, um, living in, a it's like Hershey is like the cutest little town it's like super rural um but you have this big huge medical center and you're about 20 minutes away from the capital and so it's this fun mixture of like rural you can drive five minutes and be out in the cow pastures but then also you have a level one trauma center and a amusement park and the capital is 20 minutes away um it's very cold in Pennsylvania I did not love that uh, North Carolina, um, we would have stayed out in North Carolina. Actually, we would have stayed in Pennsylvania. Had we had family in Pennsylvania or, or family in North Carolina, we probably would have stayed out there. We loved both of those places. They're just great people, great, like just great places to live. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, we do not. All of our family is in the West Coast. Most of our family is in California. And so that was a big draw for us to come back. And we love Southern California. You can, you know, say whatever you want about California, (laughs) say whatever you want about people who live in California. We love it. We love the beach. We love surfing. We love uh, 70 degree weather all year long. Um, There's, we love Disneyland. There's just a lot of things that we enjoy about living here too. So I can't really say that I have like a favorite place because my personality is I just look for whatever I can. That's awesome about that place that we're living in. And that was I mean, that's what I had to do to get through training, through my husband's training. It was just take it one step at a time, like just enjoy where we're at. And I couldn't think about my husband's training ended up being, you know, 15 years if you include college. So I can't, I couldn't think about 15 years down the road. I had to think about how do we just like enjoy where we're at right now instead of always thinking life will be better in the future. How can I just enjoy where we're at right now? So that's my answer. So what we're learning about Amber is she is a optimistic extrovert. So and, any, and Enneagram 3. Yes. There you go. <laughs> ESTJ. Yes. <laughs> All right, Carly. Well, I would say it's a good thing you like living in California because then there are people like me who just love the Midwest. So there have to be people like me. Yeah. So that everyone lives on the coasts. Right. And then we don't have as many people in California. So thanks. Exactly. I like <laughs> that there's not as many people. Okay. Um, this one is not fitness related. 
And so uh, we all know, like, team biceps after babies know that you love getting massaged. And we talked about what you like to do for fun. But what's your favorite way to relax besides getting massage? Um, I mean, I think it depends on if this is like a weekday, like what do I do to relax at night or versus like, if I'm like, Hey, I want to pamper myself. What do I do to relax that way? If it's at night, like the, we do one of two things at night. We TJ and I, we either sit on the couch and we watch a show or we read books in bed. (laughs) Those are like two ways to like spend our evening. It's literally one of those two things is happening every single night. Um, and so that's kind of what we do to wind down. Um, one of our favorite shows right now, we've been watching criminal minds. Uh, I'm a big true crime fan and that's been a fun show to watch. Our very favorite show of all time is West wing. We've watched all seven seasons of West wing at least three times. Um, so we love a good West wing episode. Uh, and then we love Trevor Noah. (laughs) That's like kind of our, we just love to keep up with Trevor Noah. Um, and so we usually watch him on YouTube uh, and laugh together about that. Um, or we're reading books in bed. So I think those are our things that we do to relax and wind down for the evening. If I'm going to be like, Hey, I want to pamper myself and I want to do something to relax. I think my two go-tos are getting massage, uh, or getting my nails done. And I think both of those are relaxing to me because I'm like out of my house and I don't have children with me. Um, so that's kind of what, <laughs> what constitutes relaxation for me. Um, so yeah, that, that would be my, that'd be my way to relax. Awesome. So my question is, do you still like to watch, um, YouTube makeup tutorials? Oh, I, I do not as much anymore. Um, he, you know what I've gotten into more lately with YouTube is just like watching like comedy stuff. So I found, I'll actually, I'll link some of them in the show notes, a couple that I found recently that are just funny. <laughs> and I just, I don't know. I just sit and watch them and giggle. Um, so I'll link some of those, but yeah, I just like been started following some comedians and that's been a kind of a fun way to, to decompress. Not as much makeup. Maybe it's because I just never did anything with it. <laughs> I mean, here we are again, listing all of my faults, my inability to do makeup, my inability to decorate my house, my inability to clothe myself. Like, there we go. <laughs> I have a 50. At least you were trying to learn though. Like watching I have a, tutorials. I have, I have right. a 55 pound pull up, but I can't do my makeup. So, you know, we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. Hey, but you're strong. So there's that. So who cares? I'm just going to flex at you and you're never going to notice that I don't have mascara on. <laughs> I think that needs to be like a t-shirt or a bumper sticker or something. <laughs> oh, you didn't see my mascara. Yeah. Cause you saw my muscles, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. My question is, do you weigh yourself or like, how do you keep track of your data if you're not in a cut or a I mean, you mentioned maybe bulking, but yeah. how do yeah. you like, do you weigh yourself and keep track of your data points? Uh-huh. So this was, this is different based off of what my, my current goals are. Right. And, um, you know, I, I use macro counting as a tool. So if I am trying to get to a certain end result, meaning I was trying to lose fat for a while, I would use macro counting to support that when I was bulking and trying to gain weight, I would use that when, even when I was focusing on performance and like trying to get my 300 pound deadlift, I made sure that like my nutrition was supporting that goal. Um, right now I'm just maintaining, I'm not really like, don't have any really aesthetic goals that I'm working towards. Um, just kind of enjoying being at CrossFit and just performance. So, uh, I don't track my food. Um, and I will weigh myself every once in a while just to kind of like see where I'm at. Um, but I don't necessarily follow it on a day to day basis. And, you know, I'm just kind of enjoying, enjoying maintenance, enjoying where I'm at. 
And, um, you know, data helps you to make changes. And if you're not really wanting to make any changes, you don't necessarily need to be tracking all of that data. And so that's a, a neat place to be able to get to. Uh, and it is something that is available to you. It's something that is, I want to help all my clients to be able to get to that place where you can just be, right? Like we can just be and we can just go to the gym because it makes us feel good and helps us to have goals outside of, you know, maybe the home and maybe what we're doing with our kids, um, helps us to feel strong. So those are my, those are my whys. Those are the reasons that I fuel my body and eat healthy most of the time and go to the gym. But, you know, I have a scale. I don't step on it every day, uh, because I don't really need that data point. I just am just living. Awesome. Okay, Lene, let's have you ask her question before we move into the coaches. If you were on death row, what do you request for your last meal? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I really love Indian food. Um, so I think it would probably be some form of Indian food. I would want like an Indian buffet. Yeah, give me a good Indian buffet with like a mango lassi and some naan and... Yeah, I, I'm good. Probably Americanized. I don't know that I really love actual Indian food, but I love the American interpretation of Indian food. Uh, that's delicious. So that would be my last meal. And what about dessert? Oh, good. I mean, do you even have to ask? Like, it would be something that would have both chocolate and peanut butter, maybe caramel in it as well. Oh, I'm going to throw this little tidbit in too, because I was just thinking about it the other day. We just had Halloween and... Uh, you guys didn't ask me what my favorite candy bar is. Can't believe you didn't ask me that. Uh, I will tell you what it is anyway. It is Take Fives. They're delicious. Why are they not more prolific? This is the start of the coach's question. So the first question is from Cassie. What is your most random or useless talent? Um, I wouldn't call it... Well, okay. So two, two answers to this question. One, we had a uh, talent show at our church back when I lived in North Carolina. And you know what my talent was? I did pull-ups. That was my talent. (laughs) I was like, this is what I'm good at. I'm doing pull-ups. So I did pull-ups for the talent show. So that's one of my maybe useless random talents. Uh, The second talent that is not not useless by any stretch, but it is one of my, my superpowers is the ability to go into a kitchen and like come out with something to eat. So my husband calls it wiggling my nose. He's like, you go, I don't, there's nothing in the kitchen right now. There is nothing in the fridge. Go in there and wiggle your nose and make something for us to eat. And so then I'll go in and I will, you know, I don't know, just randomly come up with stuff and put it together and like present a dish. And he's like, where was all of that? Like that was not in there. I think it comes from my mom. She was always really good at doing that growing up, but that's my talent. So basically you're saying you would be a good contestant on Chopped. Yes, Except that I don't make it look as pretty as they do. But yes, I have an ability to like take random things and just figure out how to put them together into something that's delicious. Okay, second question from Coach Ann. What is the biggest thing you see that holds women that you work with back from their success? Oh, this is easy. Um, Themselves. That's the answer. Um, And for most women, it is uh, an inability to see themselves as successful. Uh, not believing in their ability to do things. You are stronger than you think you are. You have more power than you think you do. And the moment that you start to recognize that and learn to tap into that is the moment that you just blow out your goals. And 
I see it all the time in the women that I work with. And it's one of my biggest, like that moment when I can start to get someone to believe in themselves is the moment that I know that I've really gotten somewhere with them, that they're really going to be able to take off. Um, but hands down, biggest thing that holds women back is themselves and their inability to see themselves as worthy, as enough, and as able to achieve anything that they set their mind to, anything. Uh, and it's one of the reasons I'm so big about setting big, huge, scary, crazy goals. Uh, because when you do that, you rise to the occasion. And uh, I wish more women would live the big lives that they want to live uh, rather than playing small, like play big. What do you got to lose? Okay. This is question number three from coach Julia. What is one thing you've learned that you wish you knew when you were younger? Um, something that I recognized this year, actually, uh, it was at a retreat that I went to in February. And this is going to sound really funny. So don't, don't laugh at me when I say this. Um, I really have realized that not everybody is like me. <laughs> is that a funny thing to discover at age 36? <laughs> uh, I think so. Uh, I think we have an inherent like thought that like everybody kind of thinks like us and everybody like views the world the way that we do. And I just have started to realize that um, some of my superpowers come from a different, like the way that I see the world differently. Like I interact with the world differently that I think differently than people. And that because of that, it can be one of my biggest superpowers. Uh, and this came about at a business retreat where we had a personality expert come around and they were talking about different, different types of personalities. And he pegged me as a certain personality started telling me about myself. And I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's all right. That's, that is me. Uh, and then I said, but like everybody thinks like that. And, and like half of the room was like, no, we don't. <laughs> and it was this big aha moment. And I will tell you what it was. It was this idea of like a linear step-by-step process. I like um, things that flow in sequence. I like things to be organized. And like, I want, I want a process. I want it to be very systematized. And I was like, well, but everybody likes that. And everyone's like, no, that is not how we think. And that was such a light bulb moment to me because I realized that one of my strengths is my ability to put things in a progressive order. One of my ability is to break big concepts down into easy, actionable steps that people can follow. And it's one of the things I do best in my programs is be able to take these concepts of like self-sabotage and changing your body composition and be like, okay, here's the first step, do this, then this, then this, and be able to really systematize it for people and make it really simple to follow. And it was this realization that not everybody thinks that way. And that, that is my superpower. So conversely, you have your own personality and your own personality has superpowers that I don't have that other people don't have. And I think when we can start to recognize that we all have superpowers, in fact, I wish more women would say the words, my superpower is. I think if you ask most women and ask them, what is your superpower? Most women would be like, uh, I don't know. I think there is such power in me being able to say, hey, my superpower is, uh, is coaching. I'm really good at coaching. I'm really good at creating programs that are step-by-step how amazing is it for us to be able to step into that place of saying, I'm really good at X, Y, Z. And I wish more women were able to, to do that because there you have something inside of you that nobody else has. 
every single one. If you are listening to this podcast, you have something inside of you that nobody else has. You have a gift that nobody else has. And when you can step into that place of owning that gift, of owning that fact that you have a superpower and showing up and sharing that with the world, that's when we change the world. Um, so this, we got off on a really <laughs> long tangent, but I feel, I mean, I hope that you can feel the passion and the excitement that I get as I talk about this because we just need more women to step into their power. And I, you have it. If you are listening to this, you have power. And I want you to ask that, yourself that question, what is my superpower? And if you can't answer it yet, that's okay. Continue to ask yourself the question and figure it out because every single person has a superpower. And the moment you start to own that, the moment things change in your life. Well, I'll just, I just want to add real quick that I think that's why all of us are working at Team Biceps After Babies is because Amber showed us that. And now we want all the other women of the world to believe it too, because we've realized it. And so we're like, yes, everyone can feel this way. Everyone else can find their superpower and believe their success is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so powerful. Okay. Last question from coach Andy. What was your biggest self-sabotage when you first started counting macros? Um, so when I first started macro counting, that was back in 2016, in January, I set a goal to be able to get a six pack and I had learned about this thing called macro counting. In fact, back then nobody called it macro counting. Everybody called it IIFYM or if it fits your macros, that was kind of the the lingo. Uh, and so I had found it and from my scientific, you know, nursing background, it was like, yeah, this makes a lot of scientific sense. This, you know, it kind of aligns with the laws of, of, you know, thermodynamics and, and, you know, science. And so I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to attempt it. And so that was when I did my first cut and uh, was focusing on getting a six pack. And, you know, during that, during that time, uh, time period, I didn't have a whole lot of guidance. (laughs) I was just kind of winging it. Uh, there weren't a ton of, uh, people doing it on Instagram. There weren't a lot of resources. It was, it was still fairly new in terms of what there was on the, what you could find on the internet. So I was kind of winging it, just trying to figure things out. And I think one of my, one of my superpowers, we'll get back into like my superpowers. You guys are going to leave this podcast and be like, Amber is so full of herself, but I think that we should all be a little bit more full of ourselves. That's what I think. Um, but one of my superpowers is I don't tend to default to the all or nothing mentality. That's, that's one of my superpowers. Like I don't, I don't default to that. So one of the things that a lot of women struggle with is this idea, like if I don't hit my macros, then it just throw the hands up in the air and self-sabotage. Or if I, you know, I'm going to go over, then it's like this big problem. I didn't really struggle with that during, uh, during the, during my cut. Um, and I think that's probably one of the number one places that I see a lot of women struggling. That doesn't mean that I didn't struggle in other ways. Uh, it was definitely a little bit of a trial and error process for me to try and figure out how to make this thing work, how to make it work with my, with my, um, lifestyle, but I can't really pinpoint, uh, a way that, that I self-sabotage. Um, you know, maybe I think probably like most people, I did struggle with weekends. And that was something that I had to learn how to fit in was figuring out how to align, you know, hitting my macros over the week as, as well as into the weekends. Um, I think if there was one place that I could say that I struggled, it was probably that. Uh, but again, uh, there was not as much information out there when I started. So I just kind of made things up and um, ended up coming out the other side and figuring out a lot of crap just by trial and error it on myself before I taught it to other people. 
Thanks so much, guys. So I hope for those of you who are listening that this was a fun way maybe to get to know me a little bit better um, and to recognize that I'm really good at things and I am really not good at some other things, just like you. And um, that there is a person behind the brand. Uh, I am a person. And um, these, these are always fun for me because... I like to imagine that you're just like, we're hanging out of the gym and we're like sipping on BCAAs and you're asking me these questions. And, uh, you know, someday maybe that'll be possible. In fact, actually, I was just looking on the, on the calendar, Carly. Do you realize? So Carly and I plan out the year ahead of time. And so in January, we met and we planned out all of 2020 and all the things that we wanted to do in the business and all the products we wanted to launch. And we were supposed to have our first live event last month. We were going to have a live event. Our first Biceps After Babies live event was going to be in October. We had the weekend scheduled out and then COVID happened. So just know that that is on our vision board for sometime in the future when we're able to do that is to have a live event where I will get to meet some of you and we'll be able to hang out and sip BCAAs and, and just, just chat and uh, be friends. So know that that's coming. We got to get COVID taken care of first, obviously, but that's something that I do want to um, be able to meet some of you and to, you know, have that friendship that hopefully you feel as you sit and, and, and listen and, and learn um, as you keep coming back to the podcast. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.